Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Max Scherzer wants this. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line after he spent the night in Nationals Park watching the Nationals beat the Miami Marlins 5 to 4, 76 and 71 on the year after the win. Doghouse will start with Max Scherzer. He snapped a seven-start winless streak last time out with eight scoreless against the Marlins in Miami, which left him 12 and 11 on the year. 2.91 ERA, 2.86 FIP, 2.15, 2.49, 3.71 line against, and 198 innings pitched. Three and one and five starts versus Fish this year with a 2.79 ERA, a 2.29, 2.50, 3.52 line against. So he's down two nothing early. A two-run home run by Christian Yelich, the 25th home run he's allowed in 199 innings this year the 15th and 67th second half innings after he gave up 18 and 200 and uh, 220. That can't be right, but anyway, after he gave up 18 in the first half, uh, he gets through seven, though. Two outs in the seventh. Matt Williams goes out to talk to him, uh, tries to take him out of the game, or at least asks him if he wants to stay in the game. Max Scherzer lets him know pretty clearly that he does not want to come out of the game, as Manson Dan Coco writes on Twitter afterwards, Max uh, Williams went to the mound to ask Max if he wanted to face and see Gordon. He said, yeah, among other things. I don't know if you can read lips, but Matt Williams uh, <laughs> turned around, walked off the mound, left Max Scherzer in to get the last out of the inning, pumped up Max Scherzer, finishes it off there, gave up another home run, but a solid outing by Scherzer outside of that blast by Yelich. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I franking wanted this game too, i got to say. Uh <laughs> We've been noticing sort of all all year that uh, Scherzer will give up the long fly ball, and if he's not not on, I, I don't know if we, we've talked about his uh, his arm slot, his location, uh, maybe having an impact on his on the the movement on his fastball. But he'll give up that long fly ball, and he's been given up like two home runs per nine innings uh, in the second half of the season, which is you know w- way outside what. Uh, what I think his career numbers have been. So ends up not mattering this time around, despite I think he had two walks today. You know, I, I've been calling this a, a, oh, my gosh, worst start <laughs> ever, except it was only two <laughs> runs and he went seven and the Nats ended up winning the game. So, all right, I'll, I'll cut him some slack on this outing. But he, <laughs> except for the walks and the home runs, the other outcomes were good. You saw the strikeouts. Uh, there were a few line drives and fly balls that made me a little nervous, but uh, after last night's fiasco, we got a little bit of Babbitt luck on our side in terms of uh, defenders being in the right place today for the most part. So uh, things worked out. Good good for Max, good for the Nats. Uh, let's, let's hope we can improve on this, uh, especially next season. I finally figured out what my notes say. It's the 25th home run in 199 innings pitched this year after he gave up 18 and 220 in the third in 2014. He's given up 15 so far in the second half and 67 innings pitched to that point. So definitely more fly balls going out of there. Maybe it's playing in a different park. Maybe it's a hundred different other things, but he's been leaving the ball up. We've seen that. He put together a good start tonight, though, and a good opponent on the mound, too. Jose Fernandez out there for the Marlins, his first start in D.C., which kind of surprised me, though I couldn't picture in my mind's eye or whatever him pitching in D.C. before this. Uh, it was actually his first start in Washington. Lost five scoreless versus the Nats in return from a bicep strain last week in Miami. 
three and zero and five career starts for the Nats with a zero point five eight ERA, a one forty nine two twenty one two oh eight line against in thirty one innings pitch, which is pretty ridiculous, but Clint Robinson took him deep. First home run he's allowed in 50 inning pitch this season, two to one in the second. Marlins were up at that point. Uh, sixth inning, a single, a hit by pitch. Jason Worth really didn't seem to like that hit by pitch. I think it was just because it was on his left hand again. Or got him on the left elbow. He had a few words with uh, Fernandez, but took his base. Two wild pitches there. Matt's tied up and knocked Fernandez out. Five and two thirds, five hits, two earned runs, two walks. 8Ks, a one home run allowed. He threw a lot of pitches in his time on the mound, 95 pitches in five and two-thirds. It wasn't as sharp as we've seen him in the past, but he's still another good start by Fernandez. And more than anything, just happy to see this kid healthy. He's 23 years old, already had Tommy John, and still has electric stuff out there. Yeah, I just wish he uh, wasn't on another team in the division. Uh, <laughs> you know, touching, throwing 98-99 for most of, uh, most of his outing there. Uh, his, his off-speed and breaking stuff was fooling people and eliciting some some very uh, very ridiculous-looking waving swings. Uh, eight eight strikeouts in in less than six innings, uh, and that did manage to uh, work a couple of walks off him. So that that was nice. They did manage to to get him out of the game and then rally a little against the bullpen, which is even nicer. But uh, you know, this this is a, a talented young pitcher, and uh, I, I think I'm going to be wailing and gnashing my teeth about the Nats playing against him for uh, for a number of seasons to come yet. Uh, a little update here from James, James Wagner of the Washington Post after what I think is quite possibly the dumbest story of the year to come out of Nats Town with the fans. There are a couple of fans in the uh, President's Club at his post-game press conference last week booing him and getting headlines for that for a few people speaking out and a lot of people have criticized Matt Williams, but that story just took off and was kind of ridiculous in my opinion. But according to James Wagner tonight, fans in the President's Club applauded Matt Williams as he entered the press conference room. So I'm sure that'll get just as much coverage. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be all over the Internet like him getting booed was. Oh. Uh, I mentioned in my notes tonight that in spite of the fact that uh, Desmond drove in four runs last night, uh, Good night at the plate, but he was 0 for 14 with 10 Ks versus Fernandez going into tonight's game. 0 for 15 with 11 Ks after his first at bat. Might have been a good night for a rest for him. 0 for 16 after he doubled, grounded in a double play in the fourth. 0 for 17 with 12 Ks after he Ked with a runner in scoring position and, uh, later in the game. And uh, a good night by Desmond last night, but against a uh, pitcher like this. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess I should stop with expecting Matt Williams to maybe put someone in at short, like Trey Turner, or maybe a left-handed Danny Espinosa in there. But what do you think about sending Desi out there? Was it just because he's been going well the last two days, or why would you put him in there against a pitcher he clearly can't figure out? Well, you know, I I, I saw uh, he didn't start Taylor against Fernandez, uh, and <laughs> he and Desmond seemed to hit him with about equal effectiveness. So. Maybe I should buy a President's Club ticket so I could have gone down there and, and, and booed Maddie tonight. Actually, on, on the subject of that, while it is, you know, I guess relatable in as far as we can relate to people who can afford to pay $300 a game to watch baseball, uh, unless one of those people clapping or booing was, was Ted or Mark Lerner, I, I think it really has very little to do with anything that the, the Nats are going to do this season and next season. 
Yeah, I tend, tend to agree with you there. I just that getting overblown like it did actually frustrated me, and I'd be supporting Matt Williams more than anything because trying to base your judgment on what's going on with him based on what a few fans did after a press conference is just absolutely ridiculous. But that's the internet for you. Uh, <laughs> just going through my notes here: two-two after six. Uh, Felipe Rivero comes on in the eighth, gives up a leadoff, leadoff and one-out singles, Ichiro on third, one out, trying to get the grounder from Ozuna, but no double play, three to two fish at that point. Nationals uh, end up tying it up. That's a UNL Escobar singles. Bryce Harper walks against Jose Arena after worst case. Uh, a wild pitch moves Trey Turner up and Harper both up. An intentional base uh, walk of Clint Robinson brings Ian Desmond up with the bases loaded. Sack fly, 3-3. Three three. I'm getting the scoring all wrong here. But anyway, Michael Taylor ended up coming up with a, another chance and hit a single to center. Another big at-bat by Michael Taylor. Another one with runners in scoring position where he comes in. I think he's got about a 3.30 average at this point with runners in scoring position. And Nationals take the lead there before Papelbon gives it up. I don't know what I want you to respond to there. My notes are just a complete mess. <laughs> this game went over and over again. How about, how about the good at-bat by Michael Taylor? <laughs> Well, uh, th- that was that was a good at bat by Desmond there. Um, that that wasn't. Uh, it, it took advantage yeah. of, of Turner's speed because it, it it actually wasn't all that deep. But he got the ball in the air. He didn't hit into a double play, and he didn't strike out on a waving swing at a pitch a foot outside and over his head. So. Let's let's call that situational hitting as if he did it on purpose and give him a little gold star there for the tying run. Uh, a, a little bit more credit there uh, for, for Taylor. He took a pitch and then got a pitch to hit, and he hit it and drove in a run. So that's, that's the kind of situational hitting that I like, where the situation is you don't make an out and you get on base. That's a good situation to be in, and that's the situation he got into. So uh, two gold stars for Michael Taylor there. Ian Desmond with the sack fly to tie it up at three, just as I try to make sense of my nonsensical notes here. Michael Taylor with their single up the uh, up the middle, make it four to three at that point. Jonathan Papelbon came on in the ninth inning, though, looking for the save opportunity. Gives up a double to right by Miguel Rojas, who goes around to second. Bryce Harper tries to make a throw in there, and just absolutely sails a throw that goes over second base by third base, allows Rojas to take an extra base there. Just an ill-advised throw by Bryce Harper. I guess going for the out is one thing, but just completely airmailed it. D. Gordon hits a sack fly after that. A blown save for Papelbon, 4-4 four to four at that point, and they send it into extra innings there. Just Harper got, I think, an outfield assist on one of the weakest throws I've ever seen him made earlier in the game, but that one just completely sailed it. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, really disappointing because Harper's got a got a great arm, and that throws online and not two feet over uh, over his head there. <laughs> you know that he had a he had a play, but you know instead he sets up the the unearned run to to blow the lead. Uh, it, it, it's too bad. Um, you know, honestly, I think on that double. Zim might have made that play. He might have knocked that ball down. Uh, mm-hmm. That was it, it was it was tough. It was a hard hit, hit, hit rounder, but it wasn't that close to the bag. You know, you got someone who's maybe a little more depth uh, depth with moving to the side there at first. 
you got a chance on that. You know, maybe not. Maybe I'm just uh, trying trying to remember Zim a little bit more favorably because I was I was depressed seeing him playing catch with uh, with Escobar before the game, not in uniform. That made me sad. Uh, but I, I'm sorry, I've forgotten what my point is. I, I guess this was not all on Papelbon tonight. Uh, I, I think that was what yeah. I was groping towards there. Uh, he actually had a pretty good outing and came close to getting out of it. You know, he be fan McGee, fan Suzuki, and got what was not a very deep sack fly again out of D. Gordon. You know, Rojas is, is fast enough that he scored on it, again, partly because uh, Taylor kind of failed to throw into the plate. Uh, it wasn't that close, but, you know, maybe there's a chance that that throws right on as opposed to, you know, two feet above Lobaton's head. Yeah, Bryce Harper with the throwing error there, but I agree. I think Michael Taylor there had a chance to throw him out of the plate there. The throw was on, and uh, the Marlins announcer seemed to think he would get him. They were going back and looking at their play a few times and seemed to think he would have gotten him there. But throw high by Taylor there. They're able to tie it up. They send it to the 10th inning. Uh, Matt Thornton and Casey Jansen combined for a scoreless inning in the top of the frame. Then Jason Worth comes up. Hard hit double to right center, bounces one off the wall there. Intentional walk to Clint Robinson, puts two on, another pass ball. Uh, JT Real Muto just had a really tough time behind the plate. Some tough pitches that he tried to block and didn't do necessarily a good job, breaking balls in the dirt all afternoon and really caused trouble for the Marlins and eventually cost them. Ian Desmond grounded grounded out weekly for the first out of the frame, so they intentionally walked Michael Taylor to get the Jose Lobaton. Lobatron comes up big there, a sack fly to left center. Not really too deep there and not a whole lot of speed on Jason Worth's part these days in his uh, old age at 36, but managed to get home. <laughs> Apparently he didn't touch the plate the first time. He slammed his head pretty hard and cut his eye open or above his eye and probably going to need some work done up there, but scores it. It comes back and touches the plate to get the one run there. Give the Nationals a walk off and just really a fun night of baseball and nothing else. The Mets won, so it didn't really mean anything standings-wise. But just watching the Nationals continue to fight, I don't want to be one of those fans who cheers for that. But it was worth cheering for tonight that they didn't give up and kept fighting in this game. No, it it was in spite of how sparse it was out there, and it was a few more people than were there last night, although not by the bottom of the tent. it, it was it was a fun night of baseball and it was an exciting game. Uh, I, I was looking at the WPA graph here as I was I was uh, sitting down at my desk and it's it looks like an EKG gone crazy. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of high leverage spots and ups and downs. You know, if you if you were watching the game, you experienced this too. Uh, up up in our section, we actually had Terrence up there during the eighth inning when all the craziness was going on and we're screaming our heads off at the at the wild pitches and he's like throwing hats at people. And, uh, it was, uh, it was a good night at the ballpark. Uh, <laughs> and you want, you want plays at the plate there. Um, I, I thought worth was going to be out by about 10 feet. Uh, luckily <laughs> the, the play was a little hard for real or the, the ball was just hard for real Muto to handle. And it sort of got around him. And, and I noticed at the time that worth kind of slid around the plate. I'm like, touch the plate, touch the plate. Because the the ump wasn't wasn't making the call, and finally he reached back and slaps it, and okay, now we can start cheering. But uh, a, a nice a, a nice win uh, that that I feel should have been easier. But again, I'm just glad they won. Yes, and I think that uh, 
WPA graph is probably as jumbled and as much of a mess as my notes were. I apologize for that. <laughs> I, I promise tomorrow I'll be much more succinct in putting my notes together and get it going. But who cares? The Nationals won five to four tonight. One last quote from the post game: James Wagner again. Max Scherzer on Matt Williams' mound visit to him. He, he described it as yelling four-letter words, and I want the ball. I've done it to some pitching coaches, managers, Leland and Osmus before. So. Matt, Matt Williams, I'm sure, doesn't take it personally. Knows his pitcher wants it there. And Max Scherzer argued his way to stay into the game, unfortunately. Couldn't argue his way into another at-bat after that. But Nationals win. 5-4 <laughs> finals, 76-71 and 71 on the year. Nats Nightly is sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. Talk to you tomorrow night, sir. Another game with the Marlins. Two more this weekend, and then they are done with the Marlins for the season. Talk to you soon. Go Nats.